This is the D Fitzel Podcast, the show where we talk about all things training, nutrition, and mindset to teach you the science and art of achieving a leanest body and living your most optimal life. I'm your host, Dashini Krishna. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the D Fitzel Podcast. Today I want to talk about the five biggest mistakes that you're making with tracking macros. Okay, these are like the five most common underlying issues that I see when it comes to people, you know, and their macros um, and not reaching their macro goals or even reaching their macro goals and not seeing results. Okay, so in a sense, why why do you feel like your macros aren't working? Okay, these are the five top reasons. Let's start off. Uh, number one, you eat like a child. <laughs> okay, this is not meant to insult anybody, but I'm just laying out the facts here, okay? If your diet is made of, you know, hyperpalatable foods, aka junk food, right, then you are eating like a child, right? And that, I mean, it's kind of funny statement because honestly, I think nowadays parents are pretty like, you know, a bit more worried about what they feed their children and what they feed themselves, um, which is kind of ironic, but it seems to be the case. So maybe this um, statement is not exactly the most accurate. Um, but yeah, you know, when it comes to, you know, food choices, right, it is super important. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for not, not labeling, you know, food as, you know, good or bad, you know, because that's, you know, goes against the whole grain of like flexible dieting, right? But just be honest, if your food is energy dense, nutrient sparse, and, you know, just not satiating at all, then that food is not, you know, ideal for you. It's going to affect things like your satiety, things like hunger, which ultimately needs to be optimized, particularly when you're in a fat loss phase. Okay, so this is super important. Um, you know, I, like I mentioned, I still believe in having foods that you enjoy, right? But if 80 to 90% of the foods in your diet is coming from these sources, right? From hyperpalatable, you know, overprocessed junk food, for like of better words, um, then you're doing yourself a disservice, right? From all the men- for all the reasons I mentioned above, right? Instead, what you want to do is opt for meals that are higher protein, um, higher fiber content, higher water content even, um, lower calorie density because this gives you, you know, more room to get more food in and keep yourself full for longer, right? And, you know, just plenty of unprocessed, minimally processed foods. So just think foods that are as close to the source as possible. Um, if you have to eat, you know, meats, try to go for as lean sources as possible, you know, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, those sorts of things um, should make up the bulk of your diet, 80 to 90% of your diet, okay? And the rest of the 10 to 20%, go ahead, have fun. When it comes to, you know, aesthetics, it doesn't matter. Like, you can still have, you know, your ice cream, your fries, as long as it makes up just 10 to 20% of it, it's there for adherence, it's there for fun, it's there for you to be able to stick to your diet in the longer term, right? Um, just make sure that your ratio is is as such, okay? Okay, the second thing is that, you know, you mistrack or you undertrack. And, you know, this happens, um, you know, a lot for people who, you know, just mindlessly enter their food into MyFitnessPal. So just a quick reminder here right, is that MyFitnessPal is, you know, probably what you're, the app that you're using. And it's ultimately a user-built and maintained database. What this means is that, you know, anybody can go in and create food entries or you know, just recipe entries and that sort of thing for all the entries that you see there. So if you search, for example, um, bagel and it comes up Mr. 
I don't know, Mr. Crunchy's bagel, for example. <laughs> um, the calories and the macros there, you know, were created by somebody, Mr. Crunchy, maybe all the way in like, I don't know, Malaysia, for example, right? Um, it's maintained by him, right? Which means that he's the owner of that entry. And whether or not it's accurate, um, it's up for debate, right? So sometimes the protein, carbs, and fats numbers, which is what we want to look at when we're tracking macros, can be completely off. And, you know, I've seen, you know, entries, and you've probably seen them, them as well, entries where, you know, a protein source, for example, has zero protein and contains all carbs and fats, which is definitely not true, right? So, for example, if you're keying in chicken breast, there's no way that the chicken breast is zero grams protein and all carbs and fats. Doesn't make sense, right? I've also, also seen some entries where, you know, it's zero all around. Sometimes the numbers are just completely skewed. So it just takes a little bit of like brain work and just a sense check to make sure that, you know, the numbers that you are selecting are correct and accurate, right? And this might be, I guess, a bit more challenging for the newbie, but that's the whole point, right? Um, that you track and pay attention to the foods that you are selecting, right? So don't just track blindly. Check, um, track and make sure that, you know, you are having a look, having a check, and you are clicking in to see that particular food item, roughly what the makeup of the macros look like. And then from there, once you start to track, then you will get that gauge of, you know, okay, this is, um, this, is um, this, I don't know, fruit tart. This is roughly how much um, protein, carbs, and fats is roughly in one. So the next time you go ahead and key it in, or you, the next time you have that again, you'll be able to, to sense check against your previous entry, right? Um, another way to do this is also to compare entries. Um, so, for example, if you are if you have a fruit tart, right, and there are if you go and search it, there are like you know everything that comes up, maybe fifteen entries that comes that comes up. Go and compare like five. You'll be able to you know get an average of it, and be able to know roughly which is the most accurate, right? You know if one is completely off, then you don't select that one. Okay. So, yes, do a sense check, find the most trustworthy source, you know, if you, if you want, you can do things like, you know, um, I know I'm supposed to give mistakes, but I'm just going to give you like tips as well, I might as well, right? Um, so, if you see the MyFitnessPal tick, the green tick that is next to it, slightly more accurate, it means that they have checked that information. Um, it's not foolproof, but it is definitely more accurate than the ones that don't have that. Um, another neat trick is, you know, if you're eating like, you know, fruits or vegetables, that sort of thing, um, or even meat, right, you want to search like USDA. So that's the US Dietary Association. So the USDA, you know, they have like their database of, you know, different foods and you can even go to their website and, you know, search it there, but it's a bit more work, right? So if you just search USDA behind, so say, um, persimmon, then USDA, then you'll be able to see what are their numbers for that particular food item. So sometimes that's a good way to make sure that it's a credible source, okay? So still on number two, which is on mistracking and undertracking, right, is that um, alcohol is something that, you know, people mistake and uh, miss out, right? Either tracking it incorrectly or not tracking it at all. So if you do um, partake in alcohol or you do have it once in a while, um, totally fine, right? Um, it's just something that you need to know how to track it and how to account for it, right? So alcohol itself is not um, a macronutrient. It's not your body doesn't require it, so it's not a protein, carb, or fat, 
right? I know it's made from like grain and you know wheat and all these different things, but it doesn't mean it's a cup, right? So it's actually alcohol has a another sort of um, category of its own. So if you look at proteins, carbs, and fats, um, a gram of protein and carbs um, equal to four calories. A gram of fat equal to nine calories. While a gram of alcohol itself, like pure ethanol, is actually seven calories, right? But sometimes when you're having alcohol outside, say you're having like, I don't know, like a gin and tonic, right? You you have the gin and then you have the tonic. So maybe there is like additional calories in the tonic water um, that isn't accounted for, um, or not say that it's not accounted for, that, but you got to make sure that it's accounted for as well, right? So just make sure that whatever whatever drink you are having, you are firstly breaking it down and you're counting the different parts, right? If you're having a, if you're having a cocktail, then it's going to be a little bit more difficult, right? Uh, but if you're having that drink neat, then you know that it's just that amount of alcohol. And how you would track that, you know, when it comes to your macros is that you would take the amount of calories um, contained in that, say, glass of wine. Um, say that glass of wine contains um, 150 calories, right? Or maybe, 100, maybe make it 160 to make it a round number. Um, and then what you will do with 160 calories is you will allocate that to either your carb goal or your fat goal for that day, right? So you divide it by four or nine. Or you can do a split half-half. I like to tell my clients to allocate it to carbs because that's usually where they have a bit more wiggle room um, to play with. Um, so, yeah. And that's how you want to make sure that you do account for alcohol. Make sure you don't put it under the protein piece because protein is, again, always mentioned, non-negotiable. cannot be touched. <laughs> it's like sacred. Um, so, yes. So, yeah. And then the last thing that, I mean, okay, honestly, not the last thing. I have a lot to say on this second point, right, is that um, if you've seen the graphic of like, you know, what people think peanut butter, like a tablespoon of peanut butter really is, you scoop peanut butter out of a jar and your scoop is like a heap, you know, it's like there's a rich, it, it's not, it's more than a, it's more than a tablespoon, right? Um, yeah, if you just go and Google those images, you'll be able to see for yourself. Um, don't guesstimate, right? Um, don't eyeball, don't guesstimate, especially when you're new. You are new, you are trying to get this, gain the skill, gain the understanding of the of foods, of, you know, nutritional information, which you don't have. You're not at the point where you have earned the right to, to eyeball. Um, people who have been doing this for years are then able to eyeball accurately. Um, even myself, sometimes, you know, I mean, I still test myself. Sometimes I get it on point, sometimes it's a little bit off. So I'm not even near you know, confident in my full ability to be able to eyeball for the rest of my life. So I'm not there yet. Um, so, I mean, if you're just new, uh, don't overestimate your abilities. Um, don't eyeball. Stop guesstimating and actually weigh your food. Okay. Um, still on this point, uh, I want to talk about um, cooking oils. This is super important. You know, when it comes to cooking oils, oil, you know, is fat. It is calorie dense as hell um if you miss out this one macronutrient you are your numbers are completely way off skewed off completely off okay um if you're not cooking your foods i would pay attention to how the person that prepares it you know cooks it does she like deep fry everything does she throw like or does she like you know like open the cooking 
oil bottle and like just like go 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 like all the oil just goes into the pan and then she deep fries everything like if so there is a heck a lot of oil that goes into your foods that you don't know about okay so it's the unseen that really adds up okay if so i highly recommend getting a spray oil those things work wonders um and they're gonna save you a ton in the long run and even in the short run right okay moving on number three you eat out or you order takeout way too often um, it's honestly hard to account for the things that you don't see going into your food, right? You don't know how the chef like prepared it. And honestly, their, their goal is not to give you uh, meals that meet your macros, right? Their goal is just to keep you coming back, right? And usually what that means is making your food as delicious as possible. And usually what that means is filling it with a heck of a lot of like butter and, you know, all of the good stuff uh, which go unaccounted for when, you, when you're eating out. So... When it comes to this, you know, I get that, you know, eating out and ordering takeout sometimes that is inevitable, you know, with our lifestyles and with everything. But really, as far as you can, limit eating out. Cook more of your own meals. Um, and that will help, like, a ton, okay? So, yeah, I mean, nothing much else to say there. Just do your best to limit eating out where you can, cook your meals, um, and try to plan ahead, lah. So that will definitely help. Um, number four, your meals are too complex, right? If you have 10 dishes, it is simply hard to track, weigh, lock everything and make sure it's accurate, right? It's going to be time consuming. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to give up and you're going to, you know, hate me for doing it. You'll hate yourself for doing it. So the solution is simple. Simplify your meals. Um, stick to the basics. You really don't need 10 dishes like every single day. Um, you just need to have a protein sauce a carb sauce, and a veg, right? Keep things simple. Keep things sweet and simple, you know, until you are... I mean, honestly, you never even really grow um, up from this. Um, this is always going to be a valuable tool in your toolkit to keep your meals as simple as possible. Simple means it's easy to track. It's, it's easy to weigh. It's accurate, right? Okay, and the last one I have for you is you don't plan ahead right if you lock your food after you're done with your meals that's not gonna cut it that's not planning ahead right while you can get away with it for like the first few meals of the day likely you could reach reach dinner with no macros left and that sucks right why would you do that um you know one okay, a couple of ways you can address this the first thing is easy is if you are disciplined you will track for the entire day ahead of time right means that when you wake up the next day, you pull out your MyFitnessPal log, you look at it, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, whatever you have, it's all laid out for you. There's no guesswork. You know exactly what you're going to consume and likely you're not going to cave into any craving, right? Because it's already there. You're just going to, shit, I'm just going to follow it, right? And over time, you're going to build that routine. You're going to get used to it. You're going to like it, right? And if that doesn't work, if that's too much for you, have an alternative, right? Which is to obviously start off I recommend firstly starting off your your days as well as you can. Breakfast is like, you know, almost like winning your morning, setting up yourself with or for success, starting in the morning, right? So you will you want to win the morning, right? And what that means is I want to make my breakfast as nutritious as possible. I will cut up all my fruits, prepare everything, you know, try to get, you know, that serving or so of veg in, um, making sure I have protein in my breakfast and do all of that, right? 
do that um, for your breakfast and then for the rest of your meals, you know, you have your meals, that's fine. Make sure you have protein at each meal. Again, try to prioritize, you know, 80 to 90% of whole foods um, in the rest of your meals. Um, and what I like to tell clients to do and what I like to do myself, right, is when it reaches that 4 p.m. mark, usually, okay, that's where I, I, I give myself. I mean, I will look at where I'm at with my macros for the day and where I want to be at at the end of the day. Honestly, at this point in time with my goals, I am not far off every single day. That's because I don't leave it to like 11 p.m. to go and check and see whether or not I am on point. Likely, you're not on point um, if you didn't plan ahead, right? Um, but if you have that checkpoint earlier in the day, you will know um, how to skew and how to you know, bias the rest of your meals the rest of the day. You will know, you know, okay, I have a little less fats to play with, you know, the rest of the day. That means that, you know, I might need to eat a little bit of, little less of this, you know, a little bit more of that. Um, you are able to, you know, be your own checkpoint warden, <laughs> macro checkpoint warden, um, and, you know, just track and make sure that you are on point when it comes to the end of the day, right? So, honestly, keeping your proteins and carbs um, to within 5 to 10 grams of, of where you're at or where you should be. And your fats, because they're more dense, um, energy dense, to um, within 3 to 5 grams. And if you keep this up, like consistently, 7 days a week, your results are going to come easily. But if, you know, if you're making all these mistakes or, you know, it's just going to be really hard you're going to need to fix it one by one. So now that I've laid out, you know, everything for you, start with, you know, firstly where you're at. Identify, you know, which of these five sounds like something that you're making, um, like a mistake that you are making. Um, which one do you feel is like the most pressing one, something that is affecting it the most, like in a sense, the biggest rock. That If you move this rock, it's going to make the most, you know, change and the most effect, right, down downstream right so identify that and and then actually execute so like I, I mentioned in my previous podcast right prioritize and execute um be really honest with yourself identify which of these five um things that you know you are struggling with and then just execute right there's no way around it um yeah so I hope this helped um just the five biggest mistakes that you're likely making with tracking macros honestly tracking macros is not that hard once you have nailed down all these different things and it definitely gets easier with time so stick with it and yeah you'll pay off all right guys have a great week ahead of you um, again if you enjoyed this podcast feel free to you know share it screenshot it share it on instagram tag me i would love to know who's listening <laughs> if you guys have any you know podcast questions for me drop that in the Q&A below that link and you know if you if you guys want to work with me online coaching I'm your girl um, hit me up on you know on Instagram or you know apply with the link below um, you can get in touch and get on a call and last but not least subscribe share this podcast you know um, rate it as well do all the things you know that I usually tell you guys to do um, I appreciate it. You know, it really helps the podcast grow and reach more people and help more people, right? Which is ultimately what we're trying to do. We're trying to make like, a bigger impact, a bigger, like, you know, a bigger wave in the ocean um, to hopefully touch more people and you know, help them with their journey as well.
Okay, have a great week. We'll speak soon.